Prague Report Show, featuring the latest in progressive rock with your host, Roy Aven. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Prague Report podcast. Great to have you all back. This is our mid-year episode. With me, of course, is Jeff Bailey. Hello. So what we wanted to try and do here is make this sort of a regular repeating episode added to our various uh, podcasts that we have along with the top fives and the, uh, the profiles and the interviews and, and that type of thing. But do this as kind of a recap of maybe the last few months or what's been going on or some things you might have missed. We do a lot of interviews and there's a lot of albums and singles that come out and chances are you're not on top of all of it as much as we are because this is uh, we get bombarded with this stuff daily and uh, so I thought it might be an interesting way for people to uh, catch up on what's going on and maybe you missed a song or an interview or something that might be something you might enjoy. So, uh, you know, we're going to play short clips of, of songs here. We're going to do a ranking of the top 10 songs, at least as I view them uh, for this early part of the year and that's absolutely subject to change. Uh, that t- the top 10 is how I feel literally today uh, as I was... <laughs> Going through which songs I would pick and uh, which songs I would play here, it, it literally just happened today and the order changed the minutes before we're recording this. And so, you know, that's how it is. If, uh, you know, if I don't pick the right, uh, for example, Dream Theater song from Distance Over Time, you know, the whole album's good. So I'm sure there's another song on there you might like. And it's definitely your, it's definitely your choice. Correct. <laughs> As opposed to mine. Yes, Jeff was not consulted on the choices here, uh, which is probably for the best. Because <laughs> funny enough, we do a lot of these podcasts together, and uh, generally we like Prague the same, and we and we like a lot of the same bands, but we almost never agree on which album is the best or which song is the best. <laughs> So I yeah, don't know true. how that I don't know how that really works out too. Well, variety, but. variety is the spice of life. Exactly. So uh, you know, I just want to touch on some you know some of the things that have happened throughout the, the early part of the year. Uh, you know, I think that 2019 started off with uh, just a barrage of um, huge releases. First up was the Steve Hackett album uh, at the Edge of Light which was another uh, you know, the brilliant album by him. He just keeps turning out amazing music, just had a kind of a world music type of feel to it, as, as the last yeah. few sort of have. But uh, he's on tour right now playing the entire Selling England by the Pound album, along with a bunch of solo things, and his band is awesome. Uh, yeah. Craig Blundell on drums, Jonas Rangold on bass, uh, and uh, just a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal band that he's touring with. So if you get a chance to see that, I know that's something you shouldn't miss. Then after that, I think we had, uh, you know, Neil Morse Band uh, came out with uh, The Great Adventure, which uh, we've talked about many times before on this mm-hmm. podcast and we think is great. Dream Theater returned with Distance Over Time, which was uh, just an awesome uh, return to what they do best. Great production, great songs. Um, and it's gotten great reviews. I think it's been a, a phenomenal success for them. Uh, of some other great ones, Queensryche returned with the third album with Todd Latorian vocals, and uh, easily their best one with him uh, since he's been at the helm. Uh, called the Verdict, it's it's phenomenal. Um, uh, Big Big Train just released a new album, Grand Tour, which is great. What else have you listened to, Jeff? That maybe you you liked along the way? Um, apart from all the ones you've, you've yeah, maybe named. I covered all the good ones. Um, I, no, well, I I I really enjoyed the um, Lonely Robot album. Um, that was that was one that really stand stood out for me as well. I think that I just love the um, the songwriting and the kind of the the balance of proggy and I suppose pop type stuff that they do. I, I mean, I I enjoyed all of the ones you've mentioned. Um, um, particularly enjoyed the Dream Theater one um, too. I thought it was a, it was really uh, well. I, I as you know, I enjoyed the, their previous album a lot and uh, a lot more than most people. Um, but I thought that for I could see how this is an album that a lot of people had been waiting for from them. Thank you, scientists have returned with uh, a new album, uh, which is uh, also really great called Terraformer. It's a double disc full of everything they do well. And if you're not familiar with them, um, I would say that they it's hard they're hard to describe. I mean they they have sort of a lot of different elements. They bring funk and jazz and prog and alternative and and a little bit of metal and it's a mix of maybe Coheed and Cambria with um you know with horns and violins. It's very eclectic and very bizarre, but 
phenomenal playing and really great songs. They, they cover a lot of ground. I recommend that one a lot. Um, Jolly has a new album. We love Jolly. Uh, it's called Family. They've been working on that through their Patreon program, which is uh, you contribute a dollar to them per month. And over the last couple of years, they've released a few songs here and there as they've been recording them along the way. And they're finally releasing a full album. And uh, it's great. If you've been a member of their Patreon program, then you already have the full album because they sent it out. So you can get the full album eventually there. Um, Tim Bonas was another one that oh, I enjoyed. Oh, Tim Bonas was a, a, another um, nice one. Yeah. Very good, yeah. Really, really good one. Uh, so it's been, it's been a full year. Um, some new releases uh, that are still coming. Uh, you have Flying Colors, which has not been officially announced, but they've, mm-hmm. they are working on it, and it's going to be out eventually, either late summer or fall. Well, you're going to have a live album probably from Neil Morse Band for uh, The Great Adventure at some point, I um, think there. Sons of Apollo live album and a with Sons the of Apollo orchestra live in Bulgaria, I think, is is due sometime in the summer. Yep. So lots and lots and lots of stuff, and uh, yeah. you can always find out about everything on our website uh, as well. So um, otherwise, uh, there were some really great shows that I got to see. Uh, most recently, Riverside was touring the U.S., and I got to see them which was uh, really great, just a phenomenal band touring in support of Wasteland. Uh, so I think that tour is actually coming to an end in a couple of days, so hopefully you got a chance to see them. Um, but they are just uh, really, really sounding great. Dream Theater was another amazing show. Um, it was three hours from you know 8 to 11 o'clock sharp, and they did two sets. They played a bunch of new stuff and some, some other songs from previous albums and they played the entire scenes from my memory which was uh, just an amazing show so that was that looked like a very brave sort of set list to me when i when i saw how much of the first half was dedicated to the new material i thought that was quite you know quite brave of them to do that and probably shows their faith in in what they've produced yeah well you know what the songs the songs really work live and and they fit that whole style of music what what they were doing and i think they're really proud of the record as they should yep. be, um, and so, yep. um, yeah. Somehow they get to uh, they get away with playing new material uh, because you know what they don't have necessarily hit singles, so yep. they yep. can really play whatever they want. And uh, and and the fans that have been coming back from year to year to year in in a band like this particularly like hearing the new material. Whereas if you're going to see a classic rock band, you know. Def yeah. Leppard or Kansas or something like that. You you yeah. want to hear the hits and you don't want to hear the new material live for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know I don't know why that is. Um, so that's sort of a quick uh, recap of uh, some stuff that's uh, that's been uh, been out. Some some shows like we you know we saw. Um, there is of course the upcoming Cruise to the Edge, which uh, is uh, coming together nicely. You have, uh, yes, of course, headlining that with Marillion, Steve Hackett, Saga, uh, Flying Colors. You have uh, Riverside, Haken, um, uh, Anathema. Um, I mean, it's just yeah. it's re- pretty ridiculous when you start to look at it. And for some of us that have been on repeated cruises, you look at it sometimes and you go, oh, it's, you know, some of these similar bands. But um if you haven't been, if you look at that lineup, I mean, it is awesome. Is there anyone on the cruise that you're looking forward to seeing who you haven't seen? Boy, I think I've seen everyone. Really. <laughs> You've seen yeah, I mean, there, there's a band called Nerve Bundle, which is uh, yeah. Steve Lukather's band that that that's uh-huh. sort of new, which is very mm-hmm. cool. But um, but I think I've seen everybody on the ship before. But that's I've, I've been, that's because I've been, I've been so many times. I mean, it, it's yeah. you know, it's not the norm, you know. Um, but in some I've cases, been... I've like last year, I didn't get to see some bands uh, because of scheduling. So they're coming back this year. I might get to check them out. So that'll be great. Yeah. But that sort of happens when you are busy working on, on the ship like I do sometimes. Um, all right. So I want to go ahead and play before we get into the top 10. There's a couple of tracks uh, from uh, upcoming albums that I wanted to feature really quickly. Uh, the first one is going to be the uh, album by PSA, uh, Pattern Seeking Animals. Uh, you have Dave Merrow's uh, bassist from Spock's Beard and Ted Leonard, vocalist and also guitarist. And then you have John Bighold, who's a songwriter for Spock's Beard, and Jimmy Keegan, the former drummer. So the four of them have formed 
pattern-seeking animals. Uh, the album comes out July 5th, and uh, they just released the first uh, video or lyric video for that uh, called No Burden Left to Carry. So I'm going to play a little bit of that for you here to check out. Once the bullet leaves the gun, once the circuit's burned, the hands of fate will not be there to catch you, catch you when you fall. It's after all, after Yeah, what do you think of that that first uh, track, Jeff? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I suppose it's one of those things that when the, the band, you sort of wonder, I wonder what it will sound like. And I mean, obviously, with you know, with the same vocalist, um, there's going to be a bit of overlap um, with the Spock's beard sound and obviously a lot of the players. But I mean, I've tried to listen to it as a as its own thing, and um, as opposed to overlaying an expectation of what it might sound like or what it could sound like. And I think there's a really, really strong set of songs. I think that um, I, I, I like that song. I don't think it's the strongest track on the album. I think there are others that are um, that are that are better than that. And um, but overall, I think it's a yeah, it's a really good album. A, a, a grower would be what I, I would I would describe it. Uh, definitely, it has grown on me with repeated listens. Yeah, what's funny is that they came out of the gate with uh, really a prog number. I mean, it's a good eight, nine minutes, and, and there's a bunch of those on the album. But my personal favorites on it are really the shorter songs um, yeah, that are a like little bit the, more, more commercial. I think they're really good. No One Ever Died and Made Me King is, is kind of my standout on the, on the album. I really yeah, that's, like another, that's another good one. Uh, another album that uh, is coming out, and I really love this one, and I can't uh, wait for people to hear this one, is uh, the new one from Nad Sylvan called mm-hmm. The Regal Bastard. And he's, for those not familiar, he's the touring singer with Steve Hackett and takes on all of the Genesis stuff because he sounds a lot like Peter Gabriel and he fits that stuff stylistically and his mannerisms and the way he approaches the songs he really does a great job and has been touring with Steve now for a while uh, for many Mm. years and uh, so his new album is out also July 5th big release day that day and this is the third in a trilogy of what he calls sort of like the the story of this pirate character vampire the vampire that that he is and uh, yeah he's he's just He's a weird dude, but he's he's really really good, and uh, uh, I just love his voice. And so he has uh, Guthrie Govan playing guitar on some of the songs, and Steve Hackett makes an appearance, and some other guests as well. And so the first single, "I Am the Sea," was uh, recently released. So I'm going to play a little bit of that, and I I just love this song and, and the album. So this is "I Am the Sea." Yeah, okay, so I love that. And and prior to that part, because that's sort of the ending of the song, uh, Guthrie Govan plays this just phenomenal guitar solo in there. And um, so the, it's it's just really great. There's a lot of great different moments on that album. There's the title track, which is a long, longer song, uh, I think is one of the highlights. That's most likely not a single, uh, but once mm-hmm. the album is out, that's, that's something everybody can check out. But I highly recommend this one. I, I I've enjoyed it too, and I, I mean I I know Nad from uh, from Ad- Agents of Mercy days when he was working with Rowena Stolt, and I remember at the time checking out the album that he made um, called Uniform. I don't know if you ever heard it, but it, it is kind of a, a sort of a Genesis nearly parody album, not funny parody, but kind of copy. 
And and the thing that I really liked about it, Nad's solo albums is that he hasn't necessarily gone down that really safe. Well, if I just make stuff that sounds like Steve Hackett and Genesis, you know, the same people are bad. I think he his his solo stuff has its own unique stamp that you know you can tell it. And I I don't know what it is. It's more of a poppy side, or you know, some of the kind of rhythms and stuff that were happening in, in that track you were playing. I I I think his solo stuff is very strong and and is distinct from the other things he does. Well, the first album that he did, um, Courting the Widow, I think was the first one. Uh, that mm. one sounded the most like like Genesis, and he and he um, and he had to find his his sort of style, yeah. Yeah. I think, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Bright says no, moved a little bit more away from that, and uh, and then certainly this one, I think, is just a home run. The, the whole album is just awesome. So um, okay, so that's a couple of tracks to get us into into this whole thing. So um, all right, so let's go ahead and uh, and play. Uh, we'll, we'll do like a top ten countdown, and um, we'll start with number ten. Uh, number ten, uh, I'm going to go with uh, In Continuum, which is the project with Dave Kersner and a bunch of his guest musicians, and it's a phenomenal cast of, of, of people. You have Marco Miniman, Nick DiVirgilio, Randy McStein, Fernando Perdomo, um, John Davison from Yes makes yep. an appearance, uh, Gabriel Agudo uh, does some vocals on there. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really good. It's uh, more in the style of the um, Sound of Contact album that he did with Simon Collins yep. a few years ago. If you like that, it has a sort of space age story to it, and uh, so there's a bunch of, of cool tracks on there that that I enjoyed. Uh, I'm gonna play it for number ten. Uh, this is a track called Aliana, uh, featuring a singer by the name of Letitia Wolf, who takes lead on it. But it's a duet between her and Gabriel Agudo. And uh, let me just play a bit for you, and then uh, we can talk about that. Yeah, so I just love that part of the song. I think that part of the song is even is stronger than maybe the rest of the song is. Although I really like the feel and the vibe of the of the song, um, and I just think in that particular part, Gabe Gabriel, who sings on that, just sounds exactly like Peter Gabriel, and it freaks <laughs> me out every time I hear it. And I just love the yeah. sort of the chords and the melody there. I think is is just really good. I think what I what I enjoyed the most about the album was the fact that. I suppose you know Dave has put out a number of albums over the last number of years, and I think the thing that really makes this um, something different from that is the whole use of multiple different vocalists. Um, I haven't quite got my head around the story or the kind of concept side of it, but you know that that sort of duet style. And there's also yeah, as you some of the people you mentioned, John Davison, and different people who have different parts in it. I think that adds a whole lot of variety, and you know the musicians involved is just kind of the best of list really so it's a it's a it's a good album uh, that album is out all of these in the top 10 are currently albums out now that you can pick up number nine number nine uh, i'm gonna go with queen's who released their third album the verdict as we talked about um i just love this album i love the production it's super heavy and uh has a little bit of that progressive uh element to it and uh, I just think it's uh, it's good. It's there's nothing special or uh, ex- you know overly original necessarily about it. But it's Queensrÿche doing Queensrÿche as good as they can do Queensrÿche, and that's what uh, you know. And that's just what I love about it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna play uh, a clip from the opening track. This is called "Blood of the Levant." Lies, lies. 
yeah. Anyway, not not a whole lot to say about there. If you're a fan of of Operation Mindcrime and and Empire and Rage for Order and and some of those classic albums, you should love this album. And, and yeah, it, it is not Jeff Tate, um, but um, you know it, it's been a long time, and this band is doing well, and they're touring, and you know accept it for what it is. I think. Yeah. What about that scream? Um, I, I mean, I I, I uh, definitely think you, you called it earlier on Queensryche's third album. Obviously, their third post um, Jeff Tate album. Um, I I definitely think it as an album, it's the strongest that they've done since then. I think the one thing that kind of slightly sits me, you know, if you played that clip to anyone who knows music, they would know it's Queensryche. And I think part of the reason they would know it's Queensryche is because of the voice. And there's times where I kind of wish that maybe. The voice was just a little bit different. Sometimes it's a little bit too close. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and, and you know, I think I think that they've got the songs, they've got the chops. You know, if 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 the voice wasn't just some some of the little bits, you go, it, you know, it could it could be Jeff. Um, and I think you know they should be bold enough to kind of forge their own. Uh, forge your own personality, or maybe that's just his vocal style. And it just no, so it is. That, that is his. And... That is his vocal style, and when you see them live, he just does it so well. He's so good live; it's amazing. So, um, you know, it's cool. And and I should mention uh, now is a good time actually because I forgot to mention it earlier. Jeff Tate is coming back uh, with a very Queensrÿche style album. Uh, he is in a new band or project rather called Sweet Oblivion. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's with uh, an Italian uh, guitarist, uh, Simone Moroni from DGM, who basically yep. wrote most of the music. And Jeff Tate is the singer on the entire album. And uh, But it's under the moniker Sweet Oblivion. And there's a couple of tracks out now, one called True Colors and one actually called Sweet Oblivion that are out now. And if you listen to those, they sound like Operation Mindcrime. So if you like Old Queensryche and you really prefer Jeff Tate, those are great. And that album is actually really good. So I highly recommend checking that out. Yep. Um, that'll prop most likely be something we feature in later uh, year episodes. I'm pretty sure. So, um, all right, moving on. Number eight. We're gonna go with the Mute Gods and Nick Begg's band with uh, keyboardist Roger King and drummer Marco Miniman. Uh, also their third in what he calls his trilogy. So it's a very melancholy look at the world. That's sort of been the basis on the album. How on the albums how. Uh, you know, you can't trust politicians and society and things are bad and that kind of stuff. But it's all in this sort of kind of 80s influenced pop style. Um, so it's uh, it's it's really cool. I like this album, The Best of the Three. So we're going to play the title track, um, a clip from that. This is Atheists and Believers. just dig that one uh, i think it's great if you like that kind of style it's you know if you like maybe earlier tears for fears kind of has a little bit of that uh alex lifeson plays guitar on the second track uh yep. one day which is really good um so uh that's that's number eight and i think that's one you should check out yeah musically it's i mean amazing lineup again roger king um who has masterminded a lot of steve hackett's music over the last number of years and um marco again we're three albums in and marco's been in two of them this, this is a bit, a bit like our Mar- end, yeah, end of your podcast last year where he was on it on, on every album he is a busy um, guy yeah, yeah, it's I, so funny and i think from a musical point of view it's a it's a it's a really really strong album lots of good um performances number seven this is one you talked about uh that you mentioned it's good lonely mm. robot uh under stars album um, and we, we have a theme going. All of these bands have released their third album in what they call a trilogy. Uh-huh. And it's the same with Lonely Robot. Um, and uh, yet again, I'm, I'm going to say that the third album of these bunch is probably, I think, the best one. Um, some yep. really great 
strong songs here. I could have gone with a number of ones. I did not go with a single. Uh, I'm going to go with a track called Icarus, which I think has a killer chorus. Um, John Mitchell's always writing good stuff. He's always busy. Uh, I think Frost might be doing something soon, hopefully. Although they did announce that It Bites um, is uh, disbanding. Uh, although I don't know that anybody was expecting anything new from them anytime soon. I don't think John Mitchell was expecting surprise <laughs> Yeah, so who knows? So, who knows? And of course, they've got Kino as well, which is which is one of the strong albums from from last year. So they have lots of lots of ways to um, to work. And I and I can imagine as an artist, you maybe don't want the shadow of kind of it bites hanging over you all the time. Yeah. So um, you know, there's always a John Mitchell album coming out every few months in some form or another. So. Uh, let's uh, check out Icarus from uh, Lonely Robot Under Stars. kind of got what the the sort of the concept of the linkage is but i mean he just you know writes such good songs and again it's that you know it's what we, we talked earlier on about some of our differences you know i that kind of poppier melodic style of of pop or sorry of prog is is something that i really enjoy and you know you know he he has this real gift for writing these incredible choruses he's somebody i've never seen live the uh, the only time i i almost saw him live was a uh, when frost were supporting spock's beard in manchester and he got delayed in traffic and they they did the show without <laughs> without him <laughs> well there so, you uh, go. the one john the one uh the one john mitchell um gig i got to attend he he didn't attend it that's funny i've seen him a couple of times with frost and um frost also is live live is amazing um, yeah. Jem Godfrey and uh, the last time I saw them, Nick DiVirgilio played drums and they were just amazing. So, yeah. well, uh, was in the is in the band at that stage and he he just had to play all John's guitar parts, sort of you know, with no warning. <laughs> wow, yeah, well, there you go. Number six. Uh, yeah, I know this is not something you're a fan of. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go to uh, Periphery. And uh, you know, this is sort of on the outer fringes of of, of Prague. Uh, it's it's really very heavy heavy metal that, that you know at times approaching death metal but um, but they also you know the singer Spencer uh, does sing a lot more than when the band started and musically they're just phenomenal the drummer Matt Halpern is one of the best there is their new album uh, Periphery 4 uh, Hail Stan or Hail Satan depending on who you ask uh, is just I, I think it's their best the track um, that I'm going to play is the opening track called Reptile, which for them is not something they do normally. It's 17 minutes long, goes through a, a number of amazing parts. Uh, I particularly like the early chorus that the song has. And if it's not something that you guys normally listen to, just check this out. And I think this I think this is pretty awesome. The power that it, that comes with it, I think, is what is really impressive. Can we play this now she's Look, for me, what I'm not the biggest death metal growler kind of fan. I prefer a lot of the other stuff that we've played on the show, but in some cases, there are tracks or, or albums or things that will appeal to me in this genre, and that, that is particularly one, because what I like is the combination of the just the super heavy, crazy drumming and production with this melody that's going on that is is memorable, is a good 
pop melody over that if you really break it down. And you add on top of that particular section, there's like a choir going on behind it, which is not something you would normally hear going on with, you know, this crazy mile, a million mile an hour drum beat going on. And I just think all of that together makes for a really unique, cool sound. So um, it's not something I can listen to all the time, but in bursts like that particular song or album, I really, really like it. So um, that's going to be all of the death metal sort of that we're going to play on, on this <laughs> on this top 10. So you don't need to be scared. Um, but, but think about, but think about the, the mix of what Prague is nowadays. And it's so funny yeah, yeah. because it used to be a specific. It was Yes, Genesis, ELP. They all had a similar vibe that was Prague. Now, all of the stuff we've played here is is sort of in the whole Prague, you know, hemisphere, whatever yeah, you yeah. want to call it. And in normal times, that would never have been. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, and it's, well, it's the classic, you know, what is X Prague? You know, I mean, I think I think the boundaries are so wide that. You know, I suppose it's a bit like jazz as well. You know, there's not, you know, jazz comes in many, many forms. And I'm sure there's some people like Dixieland jazz and don't like kind of John Coltrane, you know. So it's, uh, that's, you know, that's the genre. Same with rock, really, you know. I mean, you know, so every every genre had, has breadth. And if you only see Prague as being hobbits and 40-minute songs, then you've clearly not um, listened to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and, and again, moving... Moving away from that is our next one. Number five. This is yeah. Well, I, this one I think you'll like, and I and I love this album a lot. Uh, this is from a band called RPWL, uh, a German band. They've been around for like twenty years. They just released a new album after having a, many years off. Uh, it's uh, it's from the album called Tales from Outer Space. The closest thing this is really is it's in that Pink Floyd Marillion range. Of, of of Prague, um, and uh, just really cool. I just I just dig it. The, the choruses are great. the the mel- The melodies are great. The production is really good. There's some really good instrumental bits kind of thrown in. This is the opening track called "A New World," and it's just great. Check this out. It's a new world takes a little while to to get to where it's going that's a long song and because of sort of the slower tempo of all those songs they, they take a little while to, to to you know to get going but um uh really really good i've been following them for quite a while and enjoy them i suppose and you know pink floyd always comes up when you're talking about them or when you're playing the people i suppose people and well we know a close personal friend who who talked about well is that style of music classic rock or is it prog i definitely think it's prog and i think particularly this album it you know it's not just a kind of a ripoff they they have really good songs and you know lots of original stuff as well yeah and i hate that dropping the pink floyd comparison on anybody but it it's such a it's such a descriptive thing to use yeah. that when you say to someone it's pink floyd you know what you know what they mean and it's a vibe yeah and so you get it right it's a vibe that's a good, good way to talk about it uh okay so next number four Number four is, uh, well, it's, you know, one of the, the big uh, hit albums of the year so far. It's the Return of Dream Theater, um, 14th, I believe, studio album called Distance Over Time was released earlier this year. And um, I just think it's great. It's it's one of their best albums, uh, perhaps my favorite since my Portnoy left, I would say. Um, it's, you know, if you like sort of the main middle area that dream theater occupies um coming from images and words and scenes from a memory and you know octavarium and albums like that this album is sort of down that lane and uh so uh, i really like it um you know one of the songs i really like is called at wit's end 
Uh, it's a, one of the I think it's the longest song on the album, so I'm going to play a little bit of that. But I will well I'll I'll talk more about it after the clip. But let's check out at Wit's End. Yeah, so what I like about that song, which I couldn't really, you know, get into because it's it is such a long song. There's a whole second half of it, which is a, a different yeah. part altogether, which I really like. But you can't play that in a short clip of 30, 40 seconds. So, um, yeah, but I love that song. I think the album is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, my you know already because we've talked about this. My pick probably would have been Barstool Warrior or Paralyzed. Uh, again, I mean, I think the thing about it is. Uh, I, I said this earlier on, I did like The Astonishing, but I do understand how most Dream Theater fans, um, this is probably closer to what they would like and expect. And I think, you know, I think I think they've, they've, they've done a really good job and not just, you know, not just having made an album of, you know, ripoffs of what they've done in the past. I think it's I think it's a good strong set of songs. I think a lot of people have commented on the sound and the production that it's kind of closer to what they would have liked, and I kind of get that as well. Um, and I just I, I said before, you know, I'm I'm I admire the band for being brave enough to play a good chunk of it, and from what reviews say, that seems to be going down really well. I'm just very sad that they're only UK appearances at a big festival thing. Right, and, and actually they're not playing much of the new album in the festival vibe. They're, yeah. You know, I think yeah. maybe one or two songs, and, and it's just a mix of all different material. Uh, okay, and, and one thing uh, for anybody that's maybe missed it, we had, I had a chance to do a really cool uh, Top 5 podcast with John Petrucci and Jordan Rudis where um, we talked about the new album, but we also each picked our Top 5 prog instrumentals. And, uh, you know, to have those two guys talking about that stuff uh, in that podcast was a lot of fun, and uh, so I think that's something you might want to check out if you've missed it. Okay, moving on. Number three. Number three is uh, an album that just came out called uh, Grand Tour by Big Big Train, who are sort of one of the you know bigger, well-known bands now in the prog world after 20-some-odd years of existence. And uh, the new album is just uh, another great one from them. Uh, I think they they did a fantastic job on doing what they do, but incorporating just enough to keep it new. Because they have a specific style that uh, they can't really stray too much from, you know. And and uh, but they did know that they needed to uh, try incorporate a little bit of new things here. I want to play a clip from a recent podcast that I did with. David Longden and Greg Spotton from Big Big Train, where we talked about Big Big Train songs, but this is them talking about how to write in a new style, but also keep their sound for the new album. Some people always want something different, I think, and um, quite frankly, I think our job is to ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think our job is to write what satisfies us, uh, and I think with this album, I think what we've, I think that what I like about this album is that it's it's a it's a combination of familiarity in terms of you know our core sound is there but also we're reaching out for you know other things as well it's got that it's got the right balance for me between experimentation and you know sticking to what we do best which is a sound that is you know very particularly ours so you know alongside maybe a song like voyager which is probably you know fairly core big big train material sounding wise you've got a song like uh, Ariel which is you know very different from anything we've done before uh, and I think the balance is right you know I, I don't you know I, I don't want us to be repeating ourselves uh, indefinitely or you know or, you know or going over the same ground but on the other hand you know there is a there is a core sound to the band and you know that will evolve over time uh, it won't necessarily be you know I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater as we say in 
All right, so the track that uh, I'm going to play is the closing track on Grand Tour, which is just uh, it's classic Big Big Train. If you know what they do, this is Home Song. Yeah, so that part right there is uh, uh, just a highlight of the entire album for me. That that ending, their use of horns and brass instruments is is a signature thing for them, as is their background vocals. And um, they, uh, yeah, that's just a phenomenal band right now who are finally going to be touring in the U.S. Uh, next year. So looking forward to that. Yeah, no, it, it's a, I mean, uh, you know, a great album, and I think, I suppose I've been following big big train from about 2007 and i think this is you know you can see the real progress and growth and development of the band the pulling into the other members their input and influence and they've done something quite um you know they they keep taking steps along and they're you know they're not um they're not huge leaps between albums but if, if you've been following it you can see how things have moved and developed and i mean there's so much you could have played for, from that album you know ariel um, Pantheon, the instrumental, alive—a brilliant, you know, sort of pop song vibe. It's, um, yeah, really, really, really good album. Yeah, no, they're doing good stuff right now. Really, uh, just one of the best bands out there. Uh, okay, next number two. Uh, you know, for those that follow the podcast, we're very sorry that we just keep coming back to this band all the time. You know, we certainly had a four-part series about this band, the Neil Morse band. <laughs> Um, but that's, uh, what are you going to do? This is one of the bigger bands out there and one of the more popular prog bands with the members that are in the band with Neil Morse and Mike Portnoy and of course Eric Gillette and Randy George and Bill Hubauer and they all uh, wear many hats and they all do a lot of lot of great stuff. So, um, Literally, wear many hats. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, so this uh, the follow-up to Similto of a Dream as we've covered, The Great Adventure came out earlier this year. Just another great album by these guys. Um, I just there was a lot of different songs to maybe choose from, but the more I kept going back to it, this to me the highlight of the record is still the closing number. I love that never dies, especially live when you watch that. If if you don't get goosebumps from from watching that ending part, it's uh, then maybe you're not paying attention or you're dead. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, so this is uh, the closing number. I love that never dies. A clip from that. If you want to hear more about the Neil Morse Band and about the Great Adventure, you can visit the four-part series we just did, the Pub Report Profiles <laughs> four, on the Neil Morse Band, Jeff Bailey and myself, uh, all the Neil Morse Band information you could ever want and more. Yeah, I mean, you, you said, I mean, I saw the band live um, in London and that finale was just phenomenal. Um, I think the whole album, you know, how, how can you how can you follow a double concept album based on um, a, a very, very old book? And I think they've really answered that question. And, you know, there's, again, so many strong tracks um, throughout it. And, you know, I think there's, you know, you know, we've talked a lot about Neil and the band. I think there's enough kind of new variations and stuff on this, you know, particularly, um, as you said, Eric's vocals, Bill's vocals, um, you know, it's a it's a very very varied album, but that last kind of twenty to twenty five minutes to me is amongst the strongest stuff that certainly Neil Morse band have done, and possibly 
in my opinion, a lot of the bands that solo stuff or or, or bands that Neil has been in, that kind of last freedom calling and, and that track um, were amongst the strongest that he's he's ever done. Yep, agreed. Okay, moving on. Number one. Uh, okay, so if you would have asked me, uh, looking forward to all the albums that were going to be coming out this year, what would end up being uh, my favorite possibly and, and number one in this list of things? There's no way 100 choices out of 100 I would have told you it was going to be Devin Townsend. Um, because as much as a fan that I, I am of some of his stuff, uh, you know, it, it's it's sometimes some of his albums are difficult to get into. Some some stuff is really heavy. Some stuff is really weird. He does no album is the same as the previous one. He's a very unique type of artist. But um, I think that with his latest album Empath, I think he did his greatest work. I think it's one of the best albums I've heard in years. It is completely original. It is it is its own sound. Um, every type of genre that you could think of is on here, sometimes in the same song. And uh, I think it's just a brilliant, brilliant piece of work. And and if there was justice, this would be one of those albums that could be nominated for a Grammy for Best Rock Album of the Year or something like that. It's it's just that good. And I think it's it's just really, really impressive. And I, I implore anyone who ever thought they hated Devin Townsend or didn't like what he did, please take some time and check out this album because it's not what you think and it will surprise you. And I am that guy. And you know that, um, you know, you were talking a lot about this and I mean, my, my knowledge of Devin Townsend um, was probably that, that album that uh, when he was with the Vi, the Vi band. Um, and again, it sort of wasn't my thing. And I, I guess I sort of wrongly assumed that everything he did was, was like that. And then I heard this and <laughs> it, um, yeah, it, it, it sort of the, I remember my first listen to the track Genesis from the album and going I, I just don't understand what's going on here but there was something that kind of kept drawing me back to listen and listen to it and and that's how I, that's how I got into it I've I don't think I've heard any of his other solo stuff before but then discovering actually that there's you know a whole lot of people who um who who really love his music and he he certainly seems to be someone who connects very well to the fans. He seems very, um, very honest. And certainly, any of the interviews talking about this album, he he says, you know, this was my. I threw everything into this one, um, and you certainly hear that. I shared one of the tracks with a friend, and he, um, he he replied to saying that it sounded like the Muppets have got hold of Garage Band on a collection of random CDs from a charity shop and made an <laughs> album from it. And, <laughs> I mean, that I think is, <laughs> I, I completely get that if you've heard the music. And, you know, but on this closing track, is just, it's got everything, including the kitchen sink in it. And yeah, you know, it's a really strong cohesive from the opening right the way through. I mean, how could, how can you capture this track in a thirty second clip? I don't know. Well, I, I can't. You can't. The, the track we're referring to is the is the closing twenty, I think twenty two, twenty three minute epic called Singularity, which is just massive. Um, I'm gonna play a clip quickly of Devin talking about this song. Yeah, it was a nightmare, man. I I tried to mix it. Nolly and I tried to mix it together, but we didn't have enough time to do it the way that I wanted. So. I had to learn to make that work myself, and yes, it's it's a very difficult um, set of uh, parameters to make all these things work together. And uh, you know, to a lesser or greater degree, um, I feel it does. But that ending piece, "Here Comes the Sun," um, that was one of the first things I had written for the record. Actually, uh, I remember maybe a year before. I had even started Empath, that piece was available to be um, uh, incorporated into something. And the mental note that I had made for myself while I had demoed it was that this should be the climax of something absurd, like some absurd epic thing that goes through a lot of shifts and this um, peace should represent like the sun coming up. And um, I think also, you know, things like this, I, it's, it's maybe in some sense I can, I can deconstruct how the process goes, but a lot of it is just vision based. Like 
I have a thing that I'm trying to achieve in my head and I just keep picking at it until it works. <laughs> uh, okay. So what I did was there's a particular part in this song that is my favorite part. And it's the last about 45 seconds that by the end of this whole thing, the ending is such a massive wall of sound um, that it's, it's just really impressive. If anything, the production is just as impressive as, as, the music and the writing on this because how he got so much to sound so clean and manageable and listenable yeah. is is also quite an achievement so here's the ending of singularity um i i think i think you should do yourself a favor and listen to this whole song and this whole album but at least enjoy this last 45 seconds That's great. Even just those thirty seconds is really just worth yeah. worth listening to. And, and as you said, if you know, if you've listened to that and gone, no, that's not for me. It's not. It's not. You know, it's phenomenal, but it's not. And there's so much going on, even in that track. Never mind across the whole album that it, it it really is worth a listen. Yep, agreed. All right. Well, thanks. I think this was fun, and hopefully uh, you enjoyed the hour. And uh, you know. I did. Stay tuned for uh, more uh, episodes, more podcasts, more top fives, all things uh, going on. Visit progreport.com for any news and information. And uh, you can check out all the other podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, some are on YouTube, and um, of course, Spotify and uh, Prog Report Radio. So everything going on. And Apple Music. And Apple Music. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, Jeff. See you soon. Bye. Bye.